podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It is a sudden talk in Reds. It's Neil Atkinson with John Gibbons and Rob Gutman talking about Wataru Endo to Liverpool. He may well be on a plane uh, from Liverpool, from Stuttgart into Liverpool. He's Stuttgart captain and Japanese captain uh, as well. Uh, but he is not the name or the type of name we were expecting uh, a week ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago at the start of the window. Uh, let's get into all of that now as we go all the way through. This is a video we're also putting out as a live. There'll be loads of fantastic stuff for you tomorrow on the Anfield Wrap, getting as much insight into this footballer as we can from people who've watched him regularly, maybe even a couple of people who've worked with him and so on and so forth. Do subscribe if you have the opportunity to do so and support everything we do here at the Anfield Wrap. But let's start off. Let's have your journey, your personal journey, Rob, on Wataru Endo. <laughs> uh, as it broke, it would be fair to say that you were an absolute uh, sceptic. Wow. The evening started in the pub with talk of Amrabat, and he was my lowest bar, but I was excited by that low bar because I thought an Amrabat and a young guy, like maybe one of the other young guys we like, like Turam or Gravenberch, uh, who else, uh, checked Ducore, and I think, yeah, do you know what? That's fine. And you and I did some a gutter, was it yesterday, Neil, and you were banging the drum. I, I Correctly, I think, for the idea for... What's the word? Qualified mediocrity, I'm going to say. <laughs> you say a certain level of blandness wouldn't go amiss alongside a prospect. I think that's the balance we all saw. So if someone said to me, Amrabat and Ducore, 90 million snots and no mistake, done deal. I'd, I'd, I'd have traded on that. <sighs> but Palinia at 28, Premier League, he's done the bits. He could have, you could have put him in the mix. Really, really had a good season for Fulham. It's very clear to see what level of player we'd be getting. Also, exciting in inverted commas. And from nowhere, we get a footballer that not a single Liverpool supporter in the entire universe, bar about 18 people, had heard of. I would, I'm would. i just going to guesstimate roughly. That doesn't make the, the lad a bad player. We're on a fast learning curve. He's the Jap Japan captain. He's the captain of Stuttgart. So he's very captainy. He is and very captainy. Very captainy. <laughs> we love a captain. Captain's so he everyone. Join, he can join the leadership group, but I'm quite captainy on my day as well. I mean, but I'm not very good at football. Look, I. You know what? You can't. It's really hard. The the, the media were not talking about this lad, and he was not on anyone's radar. So it's nope. bullshit to suddenly say this is an important midfield player we're signing. But then again, I'm all, I'm all I'm up for a bit of creativity. It's really about context. This, if this is one of him plus a really exciting one, or him plus two quite interesting ones, I think we go. Yeah, you know that's thorough by Liverpool. And you can't necessarily ordain the order in which people, we sign players. There is talk of him playing multiple positions, so it might be that he's the quick fix. Where my, my initial reaction was, and I'm going to modify it throughout this chat, I'm going to be honest with you, because I am thinking on my feet here, because I don't know anything about the footballer to my discredit, is that my initial reaction was, this feels very much like the sort of thing we do on the very last day of the window, like Arthur Mello, but not... I mean, Arthur Mello had a pedigree, he just wasn't fit for purpose. This guy does not have a pedigree in the sense that Arthur Mello does. He hasn't played for all the countries and all the teams. But you know what? Maybe he's just quite good and maybe well, he'll do a job. One of the things he's done, John, first and foremost, is play regular football for the last three seasons, which is actually very different to Arthur, Arthur Mello. 
Um, and within that, there's some stats, which I think are slightly depending on how you look at them, because he's obviously playing for a side that is emphatically in the bottom half of the Bundesliga. So if you play as a holder midfielder for a side in the bottom half of the Bundesliga, without sort of wanting to dampen people's statistical enthusiasm, you are going to make more tackles. You are going to make more clearances. You're going to have to win more headers in your own box, because that's part of playing for a side that's in the bottom half of the Bundesliga. But then Polina, albeit the fact that Fulham finished 10th last season, we know that spiritually Fulham are a bottom half Premier League side. He made all the tackles and the interceptions. Uh, Decore does the tackles and the interceptions, plays for a bottom half Premier League side. My point here is that if Liverpool are shopping in a bottom half market, you know, there's pros and cons and you'll be able to talk yourself into uh, a variety of things. I think staying quite calm around the lads. But the one thing that I like is... He's both played a lot of football regularly across the last couple of seasons, but he simultaneously, whilst he's 30, doesn't have anywhere near as many yards or miles on the clock as Fabinho did. He's played 22,000 minutes versus Fabinho's 35,000 minutes, according to Phil Blundell, who I would, who is another captain that I would follow into the very jaws of hell alongside Rob on these matters. So, you know, you, uh, it, my point about this is that everywhere you look, there's pros and cons. And Liverpool, they're at least making a choice, they're making a decision, they're saying we'll have this one. I don't think it means they won't have any others, but the same, we'll have this one. Yeah, I mean, Rob's right in that it really does, you you, you really do need to look at sort of what happens next to, to almost judge this signing, really. Um, I mean, we need to watch him <laughs> to, to truly judge it. And, and like Rob said before, very few of us have seen even a second of this guy play. And so, you know, you are in a, in a sort of strange situation where you try and, not to just judge it because you think, well, I've never heard of him. Well, there's lots of footballers I don't know huge amounts about because, you know, I'm very Premier League focused in, in, my, in, my, in my viewing or, or, or Champions League sort of on top of that. So if there's lads who are, who are doing a decent job in a good league and that's what the Bundesliga is, then then I wouldn't necessarily have come across them and that shouldn't necessarily be seen as a bad thing. You know, the, the availability is really strong. I've just had a little look there. The last three seasons, he plays 33 league games. Now we need to caveat that with that there's only 18 teams in the Bundesliga. So we can only play 34. So we can only play 34. So he's missing one game uh, a season um, over the last three years. I wouldn't be surprised if at least two of those are suspensions because he's playing in a position where, you know, you're going to pick up yellow cards. And so that's that's really, really strong. And you think about like how we've been hampered so much by player availability and stuff like that. You know, if we're looking for a bit of a steady Eddie to support, say, Thiago, if we want to play him a little bit deeper, then, then he is the steadiest, you know, in that regard. And people who are saying, you know, really good, you know, things about him in terms of, you know, people who we've spoken to before, Kevin Hatchard, I saw before, who's who's, who's been on the Anfield app, who you know, watches a huge amount of of German footy, comment, commentates on, on the Bundesliga. Um, you know, he's he, he said this would be awesome for LFC, proper warrior and leader, love him. And so you've got to sort of listen to people who sort of have seen him rather than just, you know, your, your own voice in your head going, you know, I, he, he's dirty. If, if he was any good, he'd be played with someone better now. <laughs> but it is, it is still a mad one. Like, it is still a mad sign. And I did a... We did a we do a show called Lost Tapes on on the Anfield Wrap. Now, not everyone listens. This is subscribes to the Anfield Wrap, and and even if you do, you might not come across Lost Tapes there because it's very new. But basically, you there's two people on there. Dan Morgan hosts it, and you talk about two games in depth from Liverpool's past. And, and one of the ones that we did, uh, it's not out yet, but me and Dan did it together. I don't think it's out. Um, when me and Dan did it together, and um, we, we talked about uh, one game and. Um, 
it's it's a Spurs game at home and Kiriakos plays, and we're talking about like what a mad sign and Kiriakos was, you know, and it was almost like I mean, this is a slightly different one. I'd like to think that Liverpool haven't run out of money, but Liverpool suddenly find themselves in a position where they've got one and a half million. And they're like, who can we get? What's the best possible player we could get for that money? And you end up with him and you're like, well, he can't be any good if he's one and a half million. But in a mad way, he was. Like, not in a kind of, you know, you you'd want him now. And not in a, you know, he was he's the kind of player who, who's, if he was starting every week, he'd win league titles. But 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 he did, a, he did a job for us. And he was, you know, wholehearted that he was a bit of a cult hero. And, you know, this guy, you know, I reckon will be sort of better than that. But... You know, it is that sort of equivalent, and I don't know. It just it does it does does feel a bit bad. It's it's a bit like a few years ago if Bayern Munich are thinking we can't get a six anywhere. There's there's no one about. We just need someone, you know, who who maybe is a bit off the radar for for, for top clubs who we can get a do do a good job for a couple of years, and someone in the Bayern, you know, offices have gone. Have you heard of Mark Noble? Sorry, John. I mean, he could go on to be a cult hero like Kyriakos relative to this era. But his signing, it's hard to position anything other in the moment other than being an indictment of where we are in this transfer window. Because there is no way on God's earth rewind to April or May that Liverpool saw themselves signing uh, a player of this pedigree. There's just no way on God's earth. And I don't want it to sound disrespectful to him. You know, we, he may, may be, go on to be a cult hero. He may be, ruefully understand, maybe by, um, we may be, uh, by serendipity, uh, arriving on a really, really quite good player who may, who may have a quality Liverpool career for two or three years. But it's not unreasonable for people to have a, a cynical and I think, uh, aghast take to this. I think. I think that's. I think. I think it's perfectly reasonable, Rob, for people to to go down that route. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think for a second it isn't. I just think there's. You know, it's interesting that, for instance, there's 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 negative comments in there as well. Is a lad, but there's Jeff Wright who says Berlin resident here. This is a brilliant movie. It's hard as nails. Cheer up, Rob. Uh, <laughs> other people well, are putting that up. But no, but Mark Swain is saying no, but Mark Swain is saying right people writing them off already. But there's other people in there as well, by the way, saying. And I think that your point, Rob, I think is absolutely right. Where for me, where if you want to have a chat around the the the, the management aspect, I think Liverpool thought they were going to do two players who were a bit like certainly one was definitely McAllister in April. One was someone who looks a bit like Sabozlai. Uh, I've always thought that they were in for someone like that. And then I think they thought realistically Thiago may well go. Um, and then we'll replace one of the we'll pl- replace Thiago with a young lad who may well be Lavia. someone who profiles a bit like Lavia uh, or someone else who's you know it could well be Andre who's a Fluminese or whatever that we we'll bring that sort of footballer in and then we go from there. The truth of this is and where this a lot of this window uh, has ended up looking exceptionally messy. Let's be clear, Fabinho would have started at Chelsea if he was still at the club, and there'd be plans that he was starting a number of games throughout the course of the season with a week break in between. But he's chosen to go uh, to Saudi Arabia and this. Is where Rob, I think this is where the club has been backed into a corner and hasn't responded very well to being backed into a corner. But I'll say again, as we've said all the way through, they didn't have to take the Saudi Arabian money. No, they absolutely did not. They didn't have to fall for the old, the other side of the adage, which says we aren't selling until we've replaced. Uh, what worries me about it is it whether it's a quick, whether you argue this equivalent to a last day sign, panic signing like Mello, it feels like. Jesus Christ, let's get one in because this could end up very, very badly. And bodies are crucial at this stage. That's what worries me about this. 
again, look, the next 48 hours, the next 72 hours could change things. But I would have liked to have thought if we were getting two, they were two of a higher pedigree. But my, but one of my things about this, though, Rob, is back to you know my repeated assertion that if they wanted Edson Alvarez, they would have got Edson Alvarez. You know, like my literal sort of thing that I keep coming back to here is that they're making choices, and I think that that's an important thing to reiterate. They are making choices where yeah. they're making choices not to do certain players, and they've ended up doing this lad. But if, for instance, if they'd wanted just about anyone with a bit of pedigree, then they they pay the same money that West Ham pay for Edson Alvarez, offer him the same wages, and he comes to Liverpool. But there are, there are all kinds of parables or metaphors we can't think of offhand. Some of them are crude, which say the person who goes in for everything and comes out with nothing. I mean, Liverpool went in for Lavia as a plan A that they pushed to a plan B uh, because we gambled on getting Caicedo and didn't. So it could be that they went, oh, Edson Alvarez, we can do far better than Edson Alvarez. And before you know, we go, nah, fuck off, Edson. He's got, but I've got West Ham in my ear. Liverpool might go, Liverpool might have been tickling him for all we know. And they go, I've got to choose someone, Liverpool, go away. So Liverpool, I think, have been swatting away a few, right? And he may well be one of them. It strikes me that if we are buying a 30-year-old player, I don't care where he's from in the world, actually. I don't even care if he's a World Cup bloody winner. A 30-year-old midfielder is not Liverpool's profile, really. And it does feel desperate. Look, you have to have this friend that you can look stupid and he may own. Oh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll give you another shout. I'll give you another shout from the comments, Rob. I'll give you another shout from the comments. Dave Hall says Hoybier would be better, solid player, reasonable price. Ooh. And we're all in a WhatsApp group, and I will state this repeatedly that it is a great philosophical question to ask this. Uh, which is, would you take Sander Burge? Now, Sander Burge has now gone to Burnley from Sheffield United. But when people say, we'll just take just about anyone, you know, Hoybierg is my new Sander Burge in a different way. Would you rather have Hoybierg? Because he's sort of available at a, at, a, at a reasonable price, but Liverpool are choosing to do this instead. And we know that they, they're in a position to pay 110 million for Caicedo. So we know that money can be made available for a player, but they're doing this lad at this price. Yeah, that's that's the worry. I, I have to say, you know, I made an absolute gaffe. And I don't often delete a tweet. I usually live or die by the stupidity I've posted. But I post. No, <laughs> no, no, really. But. <laughs> When I first read the link, and obviously I, I'll confess I'd never heard of him, I thought I did some very bad math. Oh, he's only 20, and he's Japan's captain. He must be good. But then when I heard he's, when I did it, oh, no, 93 makes him 30, not 20. <laughs> well, utter stupidity. I had a, had a small wine. Yeah, exactly. I, You've been in the pub, Bob. Get off your back. I've been in the pub, so get off my own back. But I went, 30 is not young. 30, you're going, Verratti. You know, you're going, 30 years old, for a, for a lad playing for a relegate, relegation team in a league and we haven't heard of him, it's not like he's... I don't know. You just... The, everyone's going to say this and we're going round and round again. And we, to go to the beginning of your question before last, could have just kept Fabinho? I know Fabinho may have dreamed of all those dollars, but we could have told him to wait for one more year. Well, I just... I don't know. Look, this is one of those cases. I usually... I'm very pro-transfer. God knows people know this. You sign, you, you sign some 22-year-old from Luminese or wherever. I'm going, yeah, he can be a world beater. What a ceiling he's going to have. But this one, Liverpool, I'm afraid you're guilty till proven innocent. And I, and I can't avoid that sentiment. Go on, John. It looks like it's being reported. Uh, yeah, that's... Rob, have you, can, you, can you see the private chat? No, I can't. Well, right, great. Oh, yeah, you, sorry, you, there. He's not ruined the game. No, leave it. 
Um, guess the um, how much do you reckon David Ornstein said we're paying for him? Seven million. Nineteen million euro. Fifteen million quid. I mean, you're not getting anything one for anyone for seven million. How how are these, are you? Not at this, not not this day and age. Well, I mean, uh, must be better than I thought then. <laughs> oh, you, you 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 like the higher fee? Oh, I like it. Add another ten million, <laughs> and I'm all in. Um, John, how what? do you feel about it in this context? In because I, I, I another one, Jan Argafjortov says that he thinks it's a clever move. Um, someone who again watches a lot of German football, one of the best in this position in Bundesliga, uh, keeps the ball well, is aggressive. Um, what's your um, what do you feel uh, about the, about the move in the, in in that context? And no, I'm, I'm definitely like you. Know, you do have to listen to all these people who've seen him play. You know, like we've said, you know, we all we all an hour ago never heard of him. Um, and so you've got to listen to to the people. You know, this isn't like oh, I've watched a bit of him and I don't like him, but I'm glad to be. I'm happy to be proved wrong. This is zero knowledge, and so I think you sort of in 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 those instances, you know, you do have to, you know, bow to to the people who watched him, and a lot of people have. You know, I haven't seen many, and, and feel free to point me in the direction. Um, you know, both people on on the Zoom and, and people in the comments of, of anyone who's. Who's, who's saying otherwise? You know, we're seeing a lot of him, but but you know, a lot of the 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 the, the sort of the, the people who have seen him and, and the people who are watching him are saying really positive things. And and listen, we're, we're, we're in a certain situation that needs sorting as well. And there's there's people in the comments saying it. Oh, we've had eight windows. There was one saying that oh, we've had eight windows to sort this, and and this is what we've got to come up with. And listen, I get the frustration, but also like we can't. We can't make decisions on the fact that you know we, we should have maybe done something better three years ago. Like that can't drive you. That can't be like you have to deal in the here and now. And you know, for, for better or for worse, you know, you analyze the situation that you're in and what's gonna get you into a better one. And sometimes it's 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 long-term planning, and sometimes it's it's a short-term, more short-term situation that's gonna get you to a point that's gonna allow you to do the long-term planning. So I think the first thing we need to do on September the 1st is appoint a proper sporting director. And, you know, we'll, we'll decide who that is. This isn't me saying George Schmack is not a proper di sporting director as a person. I mean, just as a role, it's not. It's temporary. And so that's the first thing they need to do from the 1st of September. It's not a point on 1st of September, we'll start the process. And then get back to a situation where we were, where we're much better at all this. But, but we're not in that place yet. You know, we're, we're not in... You know, we, we haven't got the, the perfectly functioning system which allows us to bid for someone tomorrow for forty million that 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 very quickly looks like an eighty million pound player that we can say that we've been talking to for the past six months. We can't just jump there because we all really, really want it. You know, we've got to sort of, you know, bear in mind that the, the situation they're in, the fact they've been a bit caught out by the change in market, the fact that they've been a bit caught out by, you know, all the things like the sort of salary situation, and we're in a point where at the moment we don't have any defensive midfielders and so so who do we think we can get in between now and then I, I i seriously doubt it it's it is just this guy so if you think look he's good he's going to come in and 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 be 
you know, a good performer for Liverpool and is going to allow other people to play better. And that's the crucial thing for me. You know, that's the that's, that's the real big thing. That Most importantly, Johnny's just got an eight. An eight. Liverpool have got loads of brilliant footballers. They just need yeah. someone to help the process. And it doesn't even have to be this lad every week. Help yeah. the process of enabling those brilliant footballers be brilliant footballers. Yeah, ex- exactly. And I'm not saying that this guy is going to be brilliant at it. I'm just saying there's a possibility he can do a good job based on what other people are saying. So... So let's give him a go. Let's obviously keep hoping that there's another one, you know, in there as well. And and maybe if they think this guy, you know, is going to be really good, but he's 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 a short term, then it allows you to to take a bit more of a risk on 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 one of the others who who you know has got a higher ceiling, but they don't necessarily want playing, you know, loads next year. Does does, does that sort of allow you to do that? I I don't know. You know, we, we, we were we were six o'clock without anyone and now we've got someone who people are telling me are good. And that is, you know, whether we like it or not, a more positive place. Dave, Dave Phillips, who I like a lot, who's very, very knowledgeable about Japanese football, uh, has tweeted, uh, it's a surprise, a fairly positive surprise, given his age and appreciating fewer minutes than Fabinho. He can't be the only signing. A piano carrier uh, was required, but he plays a bit too and he's a leader. Uh, a lot of people saying he's very happy to put his body on the line. Uh, so on and so forth. I think part of it, Rob, is it frees Liverpool up to be able to negotiate a little bit stronger about the next one who comes in. Uh, I still think they'll be looking at Andre from Fluminense in January. I think that that, that feels as though it's got real legs. Uh, maybe this window as well, but I think January feels a little bit likelier there. Um, I'm, I don't. I, sorry? I don't think so. I think that makes it less likely. Um, and more on processing, you know, we're processing things at a rate of minutes and seconds here. The fee's not that low. 19 million euros. There's not one of the things when you analyze a transfer, which you go is look, you can't ever, you can't always dictate, especially as a fan, the, definitely as a fan, the order in which you get transfers. But you can judge what part of the budget's being spent, and there's opportunity cost. If you spend 19 million, it's not a huge amount, but it's not nothing either. It feels to me, if it was like three, four, five, six, seven million, you go, that's an absolute random one. They're just throwing it in as a bonus, and there might be two more. That's how we started this. I think there's going to be two more. I think there's going to be one more. Yeah, there is going to be one more, and it isn't going to be Andre. Andre is. There might be another one next, by next summer because you're losing. I actually maybe you're right because Tiago's Tiago's clock is ticking. It's the opportunity cost, really. Um, who's he pushed out? I think we've we've said for a few weeks now, pre the Caicedo debacle, that it's a youngun and one who's ready to play in an experienced way that we would have expected Fabinho to play. And, you know, an Amrabat who was linked earlier this evening seems to fit that bill. A Paulinha might fit that bill. God forbid a Verratti would have fitted that bill. But now we've got a, Jap- a Japanese lad from the, the, the nether regions of the Bundesliga. Okay. Pressure's on for the next one to be a half, to be really quite something, I think. It just I'm just, be... I, want to pu- I want to pull you a bit on that, Rob. And that, what oh. I mean by this is, so I think that, for instance, if Fulham do this lad last summer, hmm. or if Fulham were, for instance, to sell those Palinia and then do this lad, and this lad comes in and, and is excellent, then there'd be a lot of people going, well, we could just have gone and got him. Andy Brassels tweeted, spoke to Mario Gomez in a round table at the weekend. He couldn't have spoken about his former teammate in a more glowing terms, unheralded, but a very smart footballer, a real character and resolve. My point here is, like, for instance, he's 18 months older than Paulinho, and he's profiling in a similar sort of way in terms of wins loads and loads of tackles, plays for a bottom half, but for a bottom half team. Yeah. Fulham are a bottom half team. Yeah, you've just seen Polina, haven't we? So we feel uh, exactly. No, and that's it. And, and, and that, I think that that's a part of this. You know, we've seen we we've seen that footballer do it in the Premier League, but 
my point is more like I feel as though you know there's been a lot of and I think the age thing is a factor, Rob. But mm. there's been a lot of well, you know, we could just you know couldn't we have gone and bought Czech Decore last summer? Couldn't we have gone and got Paulinho last summer? Now, as I say, that for me the the biggest sort of oof. It's just that he's 30, to be honest. That's my biggest yep. sort of... Oof. Apart from that, everything else, I'd go, well, it is like doing those players. And Paulinho is not that much younger. No, no. But look, there, there is a chasm in, in terms of rep between him and Paulinho. Paulinho there wasn't last summer, though. No, 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 but you know, but we, we've had we've been in the Petri, he's been in the Petri dish that is the Premier League. We have seen what he can do, he's, he's done an audition, right? This, this, this kid of 30 hasn't done his audition yet. I don't want to be overly cynical about it, but it's, it's, it's just look, we there's, there's two ways you can look at this. I didn't expect to be going to sleep tonight based on two hours ago thinking Liverpool again might have a new signing by midday tomorrow and they might well do and you know what we need bodies so that's good and I do trust they're not absolute morons in fact I think they're far from absolute morons this the, the current the, the crop at Liverpool including the manager who will definitely have signed off off on this player I'm not idiots albeit that they signed off on Melo but having said that I actually don't think that was a bad signing apart, apart from just a gamble on his fitness really so there's that pro the cons are obvious but the biggest con is the opportunity cost. We're just hoping, I suppose, that this just isn't a sop, a sticking plaster. What well, is obviously, it is, no, sorry, it's definitely a sticking plaster, but it's not the main sticking plaster. That's what we're hoping. There's no doubt where Liverpool are. We are, the, the club are, there's a certain bravery in doing it because they are crystallising the criticism uh, that is due to them, this window. It definitely, you know, when you when you buy a sticking plaster player and he's and a thirty year old player from however much he's an unknown gem, it's it is a sticking plaster signing is going to crystallise that criticism upon you. So that for the club to have the bravery to take that on board a week after having done the exact opposite and bid one hundred and ten million pounds of British near British transfer record fee potentially, there's a certain mad courage in that. So maybe we should focus on that, trust a little bit. But also, in equal measure, pray to Jesus that there is a proper signing following on. I, I think that proper. I think, that the, I think Liverpool will buy one more midfielder, John, uh, after this. But I feel as though if Rob thinks it's a pure six, I think he's he's going to be very very disappointed. I, th I can see a universe where Liverpool, for instance, are then interested in someone like I keep saying, Catherine Saram, conceivably that he sort of becomes back in the ballpark off the base of the fact that Liverpool then think, well, for when we want a pure six, we've got this, lads. We've got other players who can play in midfield. We can maybe do something around the shape, which I still don't think is in any way, shape or form mad. And we also want to mold Saram into the sort of player that we want. I think it opens up that aspect of the conversation as much as it does anything else, the idea of getting a 30-year-old in right now. No, I think that's that is that that's fair. But I think you know when we're talking about you know we, we want another another six. You know it's it's you know as much as it's I guess it does as much mean someone who, who's who's comfortable playing there or someone who the, the club feel you know confident who can play there. You know not necessarily you know three hundred games under his belt sort of in that position. And so you know you can buy 
you know, you can buy one player and turn him into another. They, they, they've done it before. They did it with Gini Wijnaldum, didn't they? They bought him as an attacking midfielder, then moved him deeper. And, you know, it didn't take long, did it? Uh, a few weeks in pre-season. And then he was he was, he was looking 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 the part. And so I think, you know, it is possible that the that they've got their eye on someone like a Tavam and, and they think like... Or Gravenberch who's been linked heavily against today, John. Yeah, Gravenberch came back out of nowhere, like... Jürgen just absolutely loves him and just thinks he's brilliant and doesn't get why why Bayern aren't making more of him and, and so feels like so maybe they've had a little bit of encouragement there. Um, him, so yeah, I think I think there might maybe might be something you know in, in that one, but I think you know there is sort of more to come. I don't think I don't feel like you know with with everything that's gone wrong last year and with situation that we're in i don't think you can go from bidding 115 million for a player to then spending 60 on two and calling it quits i don't see how you can do that really like i mean they've not massively been bothered about you know sort of bad press and what people say in it the fairly sort of you know tunnel focused but you know if the if the if they're buying a, a, a you know a slightly cheaper one i think you know part of the reason for me is that the that the, the you know, they're the using the money elsewhere. And so, you know, if he, if he sounds good, then great. But I'm always sort of, you know, more excited then. You know, if we're not excited by this player, then fine. I understand that, you know, as, as fans. But I think it is worth, like, you know, being told that, but if it, you know, be, being sort of aware that what it, it does feel like all well, well, sort of what happens next year. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to count out the whole 115 when it comes to the deals and look to be sort of adding it up and, you know, subtracting, you know, extra wages and stuff like that. Like, I don't think people, you know, well, I'm not going to be that mad. Someone Where's will. Where's the Kaisado money, Ken? Yeah, exactly. But I think, like, there will be, you know, if there's a, if there's a real noticeable difference that doesn't need an abacus, um, because it's like a massive sort of drop, then I think people, you know, will, will quite reasonably have have things have things to say. So I think I think they'll do more, uh, and I think they'll be, you know, higher value and you know potentially sort of higher impact as well. But you just see what they all do on the pitch, don't you? That's the beauty of it. You know, you can you can be. You know, hype, you can have a big fee, you can have a small fee. We, we've signed all of them. You know, we've signed players from Real Madrid to Scunthorpe and it's, it's you know, it's 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 tough to predict. You know, we'll do well, so let's see how this fella does. Indeed. Uh, go to tomorrow, Rob. Absolutely, Neil. Absolutely. Very excited. I think, I reckon we'll be talking about a potential second signing by tomorrow. Uh, excellent stuff. We've got loads coming. We've got loads coming. Uh, already, Josh Sexton's got lined up. Someone who's seen him play uh, very, very recently as well. Other stuff is coming out tonight. If you want to subscribe to the Anfield Wrap, uh, so tonight there will be another show out. At least one more. Uh, there may well be something out very early tomorrow as well. Uh, I know John has most of Germany in his address book, and he's I'm been trying, early. I'm trying my best. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, one of my Germans, I messaged a couple of days ago about um, Pavard and Gravenbach, and he rubbished uh, uh, Pavard and just said absolutely nothing about Gravenbach. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then the next day, it sort of all comes out. And I was like, was he holding out on me there? Um, yeah, it's mm. interesting. Interesting, isn't it? Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, we will see where it ends up. We're going to get everyone we can. Uh, someone said, get Fjord off. Uh, we're going to see what we, we what we do is we get everyone we can, honestly. I mean, don't tell them, but we're not fussy. <laughs> <laughs> don't let on. Uh, but we're not Especially fussy. Especially Big Yanni played, didn't he? Yeah, it would be a pleasure to get Big Yanni. It would be an absolute yeah. pleasure. I think someone's uh, tried the Kaiseido was a PR stunt thing. 
let, let's just put one thing to get to bed here. This 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 signing of how cheap it is is not an example of our ownership, and I don't want to protect them for any motivation whatsoever. It's not an example of them trying to do business for Liverpool on the cheap. They were they had a check written out for 110 million last year. Brighton had accepted it, were taking it to the bank, and Caicedo and his people wouldn't let it happen. So just knock that on the head that that our ownership or the club or Klopp or whoever will not sanction an expensive signing. That's nonsense. And what, if you don't like this signing, and I'm not thrilled by the prospect of it, I can't lie, it's not that I think it makes it sound like Liverpool are being cheapskates. It's just that I think they haven't been able to persuade people they should be able to persuade. But that's a different subject. It is indeed a different subject. Uh, I'm quite surprised that Liverpool are doing it off the basis of the fact that I didn't think they'd do this kind of thing anymore. Uh, and I'm sort of in favour of it because I was sort of in favour of it then. And I'm sort of in favour of the fact that the thing that keeps coming through is everyone thinks he's a great fella. Um, and I yeah. really think that helps uh, in this regard. I really think that that helps uh, the idea that he can come in and play a part uh, as Liverpool go. And the other thing that, that I just think everyone's got to come back to over and over and over again is, my God, Liverpool have got tons of genuinely nailed on brilliant players um, genuinely nailed on brilliant players are things that we've got loads of uh, we are not short of them you would always like one more but we, want them. we need people to be the glue uh, to help pull all this together to an extent and even then that doesn't mean that he has to play uh, every game um, I'm not going to do stuff around money ball or anything like that I just think that Liverpool feel as though he's a fellow who can come in in the short term help do a job get that Bit of that sort of thing because we've got loads of players who in the long term can be absolutely brilliant. Um, so loads to come on the Anfield app if you subscribe. You can now subscribe through Patreon, although we're not talking about it. I've talked about it twice today, uh, which I might regret because we don't know if it's going to entirely work yet. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> soft launches are a thing. Rob's done loads of them. Um, in other news, Heaton hasn't had his tea yet, uh, so he's got to crack on and sort that out. Sexton sorting out his first interview uh, going into tomorrow. Gibbons will have some. Fuad's working on them as well. Everything you're going to need on the Anfield app, do subscribe through all the different ways and means. And uh, there is the app as well. Uh, Andy, can you confirm you are present to end this uh, just in the chat there and go from there? Uh, do feel free to sort of drop that in. Uh, yeah, we, he says, marvellous stuff. Really so everything that you need, the Anfield wrap, you know where the app is, you know where uh, the Anfieldwrap.com forward slash subscribe. I've mentioned the Patreon, uh, which I may well regret, uh, but get stuck in, enjoy every little last bit of it. Uh, there's loads and loads to come on Mataro Endo to Liverpool. And I don't disagree with Rob. It wouldn't surprise me if Liverpool move a couple of other pieces across the board relatively quickly after this. I suspect it might be a big seven days. Thanks to John. Thanks to Rob. It's 10 to 10. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.